0: Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday,
1: 10 p.m. till midnight.
0: This episode of Civic Education is proudly brought to you by SAPC Radio Education at SAFM in partnership with the Government Employees Pension Fund, Enriching Minds, Enriching Lives. And with that, I'd like to welcome Tracy Peters, who's Client Liaison Officer at the Government Employees Pension Fund. Tracy, good evening once again.
1: Good evening, Patricia. How are you? I'm good, and how are you
0: doing, Tracy? I'm
1: well, thank you. Thanks for having
0: me. I'm, I'm very happy that you are here again because we're speaking about something that's uh, uh, quite suspicious in my point of view but yet again it's enticing for those who might need the funds so the Government Employees Pension Fund has noted that some of its members are being encouraged to resign from the GEPF to cash in on their pensions in yeah. order to pay off debts and invest the remainder of their funds with promises of better returns but it doesn't seem like this is something you're encouraging as the GEPF. Um, talk to about um, what it means uh, by resigning from the GPF.
1: All right, uh, Patricia, basically if you resign um, as a main member, as a member of the GPF, you would then receive a lump sum only. So regardless of your age, you could be um, for instance at a, an, a retirement age, you could be 59 or 60 or slightly over 60 years old. And if you resign, it means you will forfeit all the non-contributory benefits, including your medical aid, if you resign from the GPF. It means you get a lump sum and that is it. There's no further benefit than paid to you.
0: So now if someone resigns, um, can they again go back and become a member of the GPF?
1: Yes, they can. If they rejoin another government um, department or a participating employer, then yes, by all means, they are allowed to then contribute again. But it means, it only means that that person or that member, the admission date will start from the day that they started at the new department if they've cashed out previously.
0: Hmm. A-teamers, uh, we're talking about uh, the significance of the GPF members to resign from the GEPF. And Tracy uh, is assisting us to understand whether this is something we should do or not. You can call in and ask your questions. Perhaps you've got, uh, you are a member of the GPF and you've considered resigning because you want to offset your debts or times have just been tough since we've been through COVID and you want to know what's the best way to go about it. Please do call in on 011 714. Two zero zero six or WhatsApp on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Tracy, let's go through uh, who has the right to resign from the fund and when can this happen?
1: Patricia, anyone who is a member of the GEPF can resign from the fund, but resigning means you are resigning from your job. In other words, to put it in plain layman's term, so you are you cannot resign and receive your money and continue working in other words you cannot cash out while you are still employed it means you are no you are then no longer employed and um there are no rules in terms of when they are allowed to do it
0: mm. so if you resign from gpf you resign from your employment you no longer get the non member benefits you don't you res, you you're no longer part of your medical aid so basically you have resigned there's there's no other that's, way around it
1: that's correct that's
0: can you can you highlight the process of resign, of the resignation?
1: Um, we can highlight the process of resignation. Would you like me to to highlight that and then compare it with retirement, or should we just cover that a bit later? Well, w-
0: let's do so. Let's compare it so retirement and resigning before retirement.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, resignation, basically, as I've mentioned, is is just a lump sum payment that will will be paid out, and that is is. Uh, actuarial benefits, in other words it's your full value that is calculated that is then paid out to you as a member you have two choices uh, Patricia as a member you can request us as the GPF we can pay your money into your personal bank account, that is the one option, then you can also transfer your benefit to an external fund and when you transfer to an external fund you have uh, two choices there, you can then transfer and make a choice of paying to a preservation fund or a retirement annuity fund. Um, I'm not sure of our time frame, but I can briefly explain to you the differences between the two types of funds. Go ahead. All right, thank you. So um, if you're transferring, in both instances, if you're transferring your money to an external pension fund, in other words, you've resigned now and you've decided that you want to transfer your benefit into a retirement annuity, that is done the full value that is owed to you as the member, we then pay on your behalf, we pay it to the retirement annuity. Now we know there are different companies and investment houses. So let's look at old mutual, Momentum, et cetera. You have them. Once the money reaches that fund, if it's a retirement annuity, The general rule is is that you will then have to wait until the age of 55 before you can actually withdraw. So if you are younger than that age, it means you will have to wait until 55 before you can actually start withdrawing from that pension fund. Hmm. Then if you transfer to a preservation fund, the same rule applies. The full value of the pension is calculated. Transfer to the preservation fund. However, the rules of the preservation fund allows you as a member, once the money reaches that fund, they then allow you to withdraw up to one-third immediately and the remaining two-thirds will remain in that account until you also reach the age of 55. But then the rules of the fund then become applicable because now we have transferred your benefit out of the fund.
0: Let's go to a bit of a break. Uh, the time now is 20 minutes after 10. We're talking to Tracy Peters, who's client liaison officer at the Government Employees Pension Fund. And we're talking about the significance of uh, GPF members resigning before um, the GPF uh, retirement date that is on your contract. So please do call now uh, because we don't have much time with Tracy. And I know once she's gone, that's when A teamers want to call and ask questions. Call now and ask your questions on 011 or send a WhatsApp to 41391. You, um, that's an SMS to 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614104107. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Andouli. Monday to Thursday, 10
1: p.m. till midnight.
0: We are talking to Tracy Peters, who's Client Liaison Officer at the GEPF, and we are looking at the significance of uh, GPF members retiring earlier um, from the GPF, Perhaps to take the money and go start a business or take the money and offset debt, whatever the case is, but retiring, what does that mean? And from what Tracy has told us, when you retire from the GEPF uh, fund, it means you've retired from your job. So A-teamers, call in and ask your questions, 11 once. Seven one four two zero zero six or WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. I've got a message here, Tracy, on SMS that um, is from an anonymous ATMO. It says my sister retired from the public service and yet she still forfeited her medical aid from GEPF. Can you please explain how the medical aid uh, portion works once someone has retired?
1: All right, Patricia, what, what we need to establish there is, but I'll speak to the general rules here. Yes. Is that if someone retires, they go on retirement, um, the general rule for you to qualify to, to receive the continued membership, the medical aid um, subsidy, the, there's a few rules um, that, is, that, that becomes applicable. You had to have been a member of that particular medical aid the main member for at least twelve months prior to going on retirement, and then also you had to be a member of that particular medical aid in your last on your last working day um, before going on retirement, because then it would be the full twelve months. That means you would have contributed for the full twelve months, and then um, you also require um, to to qualify for the medical aid subsidy you then need at least 15 years of service for normal retirement. We do have members going on ill health retirement. Um, If their health has has deteriorated uh, so badly, we, we then... They are then offered an ill health, what we call an ill health retirement. In that instance, if someone is retired due to their ill health, then only need 10 years of service in order for them to qualify for the medical aid subsidy. But the same rule applies. You have to have been a member of the medical aid for at least 12 months and on your last working day.
0: Another question here uh, is, uh, this is from an anonymous A-teamer via WhatsApp. Can one collect whatever balance there is at the age of 70?
1: At the age of? 70. 70 70. years. Yeah. All right. I think this this speaks to retirement as opposed to resignation, um, Patricia. If a member goes on retirement and you retire with a GEPF under the Public Service Act, now Public Service Act stipulates that you have to have 10 years of service or more. When you retire it means you will then, with 10 years of service or more, you will then receive a lump sum plus a monthly pension. So it's a gratuity plus an annuity. And that is paid to you for life. That is paid to you for life. So if you live up until the age of 90, 99, 101, we will continue paying that pension to you. So you cannot then, somewhere in the middle of that, stop and cash out. That is how the pension is designed. It's designed to pay you a monthly pension up until your demise.
0: Another um, WhatsApp here asks, um, there's a rumor going around about the GPF allowing members a portion of their pension funds, around 25% of the whole sum from the 1st of April 2021. How true is that?
1: That is not a rumor, Patricia. It's just that we need to understand it, and the GPF has put out a statement with regards to that. Um, Those, as far as I, I understand, is applicable to other pension funds, private pension funds, provident funds, for instance. The GPF is a defined benefit, and that ruling does not apply to us because we are governed by our own rule.
0: Another WhatsApp here from Undo. Undo says, "When is GPF going to allow its members to access portions of their contributions before retirement?"
1: Currently, that is not allowed. The purpose of a pension fund is is to ensure that you save for when you go on retirement. So the rules of the fund currently does not allow you to withdraw um, your pension or any portion thereof while you are still in service.
0: So in in terms of uh, the topic of discussion around the retirement is can can you tell us what um, the difference is in the case where a pension fund is transferred to another employer
1: All right you do have um often we find that members they, they would be in one department they would apply for a post and then they get a promotional post in another government department You can move around within government, and that's what we call an interdepartmental transfer. So it means you are contributing, let's, for instance, say a Department of Labor, right? You are employed there. You then get a post at Department of Education. So you can move from labor to education. It just means that your pension is going to continue. The only thing that will then happen is that your employer code that you are linked to will then be changed on the system. But nothing in that instance then happens. There's no cash-out that happens when you do transfer within different government departments.
0: But if you're transferring perhaps to a non-government organisation, what then happens?
1: A non-government organisation, there you have two choices. Um, I don't want to complicate it. So as a member, you then have a choice. You can then resign and cash out your pension. And then you have those two options that I've mentioned. And then you could also choose the second option to transfer, because that's pen- the, the the company or the, the yeah the company that you could be going to could be a private sector. They probably have their own pension fund, so you could actually cash out your pension and then transfer this money into that pension fund. Which means you're actually going to then um, sort of continue contributing, and you are still actually saving for your retirement age.
0: So that is allowed. Okay. A-teamers, remember, um, we still have Tracy on for a couple more minutes. You can still uh, send your WhatsApps and questions on 0614-104-107 or call in on 011-714-2006. Another thing that we usually don't um, really look into are the tax implications associated with resigning from uh, um, uh, the, the fund and retiring with the funds. Please, can you explain and uh, the, the, the issues around tax?
1: All right. Let me explain. Firstly, when you resign from the GEPF, um, and I'm not an expert on the tax, but I will explain the basic rules so that members could understand how they, are impli- how what implications there are in terms of the tax. So, if you resign, then only the first twenty-five thousand um, of your benefit is tax-free. The rest is taxed, so regardless of your age. Only the first twenty-five thousand is taxed, as opposed to retiring. In other words, you've reached the age of 60, you've reached retirement age, you are now retiring, you are about to receive a lump sum plus a monthly pension. How that lump sum is then taxed is, the portion up until 1 March 1998, it's tax-free. Then the first 500000 thereafter is also tax-free. So you have two, you are actually, um, you have two tax, uh, what's the word we are looking for? Um, basically, those are the two, in, not implications, but yes. So, and then after the first 500,000, the portion remaining, you will then be taxed on that. That is only if you retire.
0: But when you cash out, then what happens then? When is you, you resign.
1: In other words, even when you resign.
0: When you resign, yeah.
1: When you resign, only the first 25,000 is taxed. The portion thereafter is, only the first 25,000, sorry, is tax-free. And then the, the portion, the remainder of that, of your of your benefit, is then taxed. Do qu-
0: you see the difference? Yes, I've got a question here from uh, Gitlareng Tingwe, who's in the Northwest Province, who's asking, what's the safest retirement age for TVET college lecturers?
1: The safest retirement age? Um, I can't speak to the safest retirement age. I can speak to the retirement age in terms of the Public Service Act, you are allowed to retire as of the age of 60. If you retire anything earlier than the age of 60, it is regarded as what as what we call early retirement. But in that instance, if you retire prior to the actual retirement age, it means there are implications. It means there will be a penalty. You will then be penalized because you are retiring to your actual retirement age.
0: Um, One of the questions that we had via SMS was around medical aid. And I'd like you to tell us what are the consequences of losing um, government subsidy towards your medical aid?
1: Well, Patricia, um, and we've seen a lot of sad cases like this where members cancel their medical aid. As I've explained to you, the, the, the rules is as such that you have to have been a member of the medical aid for full for twelve months straight before going on retirement. Now often we find that members go and they they resign from their medical aid three or four months prior to retirement. So it means they would not have had the full twelve months benefit before going on retirement. It means they will not qualify for the medical aid subsidy. And and what I, I can tell you is is that when you go on retirement the most important thing is not necessarily, yes, we do need our money, we need our monthly income, but it's more the medical aid subsidy because without a subsidy, it means as the member, you then have to now fully fund yourself um, for a med- to belong to a medical aid. It means you are not going to be subsidized. <laughs>
0: uh, There's a a message here from um, uh, an A-teamer who's anonymous who says, Oh my goodness, Patricia, uh, sorry, this has just opened my eyes. I cashed out 20,000 rands and I was taxed on it. I'm sending this WhatsApp uh, from my friend's phone and I was in retail. I think they should look into um, a particular group. Most of us, um, we are cosmetic consultants and it's just not as good as uh, in terms of information. Please ask Tracy, how can we deal with this? This is from Clyde.
1: But what I'm hearing is that this person was in retail. In retail. So, so. it means that their pension fund um, does not fall under the GEPF. I would not be able to speak to that.
0: So I think Clyde would need to go and and find out from the financial advisor um, who runs that particular pension fund that he was under. And then this is another one. My widowed mother is fully dependent on me and on my medical aid. Will I lose the subsidy on her premiums when I retire?
1: So mom is currently on the medical aid and she's being subsidized. So she does not lose the premium. It depends what medical aid she's on, though. Um, It just means, obviously, when you go on retirement, your subsidy is not the same as when you are currently employed. The subsidy is kept at retirement age. So um, it's very possible that if the mom remains on a medical aid, that her portion that she would have to pay the medical aid might obviously be a bit more than what she's currently paying.
0: Tracy, she would not lose it. Okay. Tracy, out of interest, are members of the GPF involved in decision-making within the GPF?
1: Absolutely, Patricia. Um, there we have um, I'll speak to the board. We have a board, a, a board of trustees. So our board is comprised of, amongst others, we have an employer representative Um, We have a pensioner representative on the board. We have members from uniform departments. So uh, the the employees as well as employers and then also part of the the board is also made up of union members as well. So they are well represented across the board. So decision-making, definitely, yes, we we do have a say as the members because there is a representative on the board.
0: Tracy, thank you so very much for joining us and shedding light on this issue. Could you kindly give us the contact details uh, for our A-teamers?
1: Patricia, let me give you the call centre number firstly. That is 0800-117-669. That's our call centre number. And then you can also send inquiries to inquiries at gepf.co.za Or you can visit our website, which is www.gepf.co.za.
0: Thank you very much, Tracy, for joining us once again. Looking forward to another segment.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. Thanks.